Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of the Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged. This is America Unplugged, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing? Thank you for coming back. Yet another Saturday. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, Billy the Kid. And uh, we were just talking with Tone and Don off air. And, and it's a literal new world order. Like, it's a, a, a new world order for the ages is, is happening now. And we've been using that term for quite some time, but it's actually happening. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I know it's not in the title, but, but we will discuss. Uh, fake meat, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you know, there's, there's starving people all over the world. We got a solution for you. We're going to create this meat in a lab. And I'm sure it's fine. Everything's on the up and up. Everything will be cool, you know, and, and cancer rates won't be directly uh related to this at all not 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 a problem uh and iq scores uh, you know won't come down you know like uh, people will get smarter due to this artificial meat that we're going to be feeding people inevitably i mean because that's the way to go tony arterburn the wisest of all the wolves what's up buddy well yeah fake meat uh, fake money fake politicians <laughs> fake news uh but a real new world order how about that everything else is fake <laughs> Uh, but what's actually happening is very real. And uh, I talked about this yesterday on my show. Uh, there's a lot of changes going on global, geopolitically, uh, financially. There, uh, There's language in, in, the, uh, in the headlines. I think that people uh, should take away from the show today or if you listen to my radio show yesterday. Uh, and we'll get into that. It, uh, it's big stuff. Yeah, let's talk about it, brother. I can't wait, man. Don Jeffries, the legendary. How are you? Yeah, that's another advertisement for uh, America 2.0. It's not only big asses and little brains, but you have, uh, you know, more cancer, uh, less life expectancy. I mean, you know, there's, there's so much to advertise in America 2.0. Man. We, we got it all here, man. USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Big asses and little brains. America. Unplugged. Uh, that, that, that's the new slogan for the show. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> no, but check it. Let's talk about this. Like, I, I, we, we want to talk about the fake meat that's been approved. And this, is, this isn't the first time. This is yet another company that's been approved uh, to put out fake meat for consumption without question, saying it's good. Uh, apparently, from what I read, uh, these companies do their own research, present it to the FDA, and the FDA says it's good. I don't know. So there's that, right? Um, IQ scores are falling. We know this. This is what America Unplugged is about, right? When we started this show, that's what it was about. The left-right paradigm and unplugging from the matrix because it causes this, inevitably. But now we're seeing it more and more and more. The mainstream is admitting it more and more and more, but doing nothing about it. They're admitting it, and they tell you, go get your vaccine regardless. They're admitting it, and they'll, they'll tell you, listen, um, eat the fake meat. You're good, you know? Um, they, they, they never acknowledge the artificial that's around us. So we want to talk about all of that. We also want to talk about Donald Trump getting arrested or not, right? And, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the new world order. Let's start with that, if you guys don't mind. Tony, I'm going to throw it to you. Um, the new economic order for the world, so maybe, 
it looks evident, right? You you talk about the BRICS nations often, right? And um, what is that? That's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, Africa. right? And uh, right. initially it was Brazil, Russia, India, and China. That's what it was. And they added South Africa after the fact. I think it was, I was reading some on this. It was a Goldman Sachs guy that came up with that acronym for for those nations. And 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 Goldman Sachs had invested in in those nations for a set for for a few and and because they thought that by 2050 they would be the dominating economic power in the world. And they pulled away. They stopped that. They they don't have that perspective anymore. At least that's what they're saying. I don't know. Um, there are more nations trying to apply, as you've said before. Um, Algeria, uh, Argentina, um, several others, but but there's there's some pushback going on because uh, uh, China is the lead, is is the head of this as far as the economic powers. All the other countries that are involved uh, combined don't add up to the economic power of China. Um, and so there's some pushback back and forth. I think it's it's South uh, South Africa that is the chair of the BRICS nations right now. Right. And and they're saying that they don't want you know they, they want regulations. They want a standard as, as to who gets in there because they're afraid that China's influence will be too big on everything. So there there is some some pushback back and forth. But you mentioned something about um, the the recent meetings with Xi Jinping. What's up, Xi Jinping? We know he listens to America Unplugged, yeah. and I saw, I saw, I saw that picture of Xi Jinping with, with Vladimir Putin, boy. And let me tell you, Xi Jinping is like like Yao Ming or something. That dude is six foot five or something. Like, <laughs> huge compared to Vladimir Putin, who's this big or whatever. But, but um, they said a couple of things that grabbed your attention, and you wanted to bring it to us. So I'm gonna throw it to you. Go ahead. Yeah, it was the last thing that Xi Jinping told Vladimir Putin on the way out the door. Uh, he said that uh, they were part of, together, the, the, the next greatest change in 100 years. And what that means, that's language saying we are about to take over the dominating role in the global financial system. Yeah. And uh, you talk about the BRICS nations and why this is important, folks, is because BRICS, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa alone, make up 40% of the world's population. Saudi Arabia, whom um, was our, our partner ever since the end of uh, World War II, and especially during the Cold War with Ronald Reagan, he got him to increase the output of crude oil to uh, bring the Soviet Union to its knees economically. And we had the petrodollar. It's what Henry Kissinger and Nixon tied the dollar to after they decoupled it from gold in 1971. Saudi Arabia has applied for BRICS status and that should that should be headlines all over the financial networks, but they're not talking about it. Uh, right. They're talking about how you should invest in tech stocks and look what's happening over here. Look at all look at all what's look at the stock market. Look at our look. The Fed's going to inject capital over here. You should just keep paying attention. Don't pay attention to the fact that we're about to lose the reserve currency status of the world. Okay. And the reason is is because we have forty economic sanctions on thirty six different countries. We've been a bully. Uh, we are not incentivizing people to trade uh, in good faith, you know, like peace, commerce, and honest friendship, like Thomas Jefferson talked about. We are, we are a bully. We're an economic bully. And we've been doing this for decades. And we're only 5% of the world's population. We've dominated for so long. It's one of the reasons we're not in hyperinflation is because uh, I've talked about this many times, but you have uh, the, the Ponzi scheme is, is worldwide. So people are taking part in the US dollar, using it as a store of value. But since 
COVID-1984. We've had 80% of the dollars ever made uh, and created were created in the last three years, which is you got to wrap your mind around that. You know, and, and a lot of people don't understand that. Well, they look at the Fed's balance sheet. It's like you don't even understand. They don't have a real balance sheet. What they're telling that's only what they tell you is what's out front. And so the, the hidden numbers are in the currency creation, not just in the debt of the United States, but in the currency creation. So this is a long way around saying we're witnessing one of the biggest changes. And Xi Jinping's right. Not that I like Xi Jinping. And by the way, the collapse of the dollar is not Xi Jinping's fault. It's not Vladimir Putin's fault. The calls are coming from inside the house. It's our leadership. It's the it's the mm -hmm. banking class that the international banking cartels aligned with their uh, multinational corporation handlers inside the U.S. government, the deep state. That's what's causing this. Now, a lot of them, I believe, are doing this as a controlled demolition on purpose. And they will abandon ship. But uh, they're going to, I think, suck everything out of the life out of this, what's left of it. And so my message to the audience is when you pay attention to these massive changes, it's not all doom and gloom. What it is, is that you're going to get hit very hard if you have normalcy bias. If you think that yesterday is going to be like tomorrow, right? And then, or tomorrow is going to be like yesterday. There's, there's, they're not going to be, there's good. There's change on the horizon. It won't happen tomorrow, but you look at the start of the banking collapse. And I think, you know, Peter Schiff had a great article yesterday. I read on my show. He said, um, you know, whether or not your bank survives, either way, you're going to lose your, your funds because you're losing purchasing power because they're going to have to, if they, if they bail out the banks, then they're going to have to print all those new trillions of, of currency units to do that. When they do that, you, you further devalue. So even if you have access to your cash, even if you don't lose it in the bank, you're still losing. So there is no winning this game with the U.S. dollar. It's just, it, it's inevitable. Uh, that that we lose purchasing power in this environment. And um, I'll, I'll close with this. Watching this, this language, you've got um, Janet Yellen from the from the Treasury. Um, she's saying, you know, and having a reconvening an emergency meeting because she stepped in it last week. She said the quiet part out loud about how they weren't going to bail out everyone, that only certain banks would get liquidity from the Treasury. Um, and that caused more panic on on the on Wall Street and in the banking uh, sector. But then Jerome Powell went out and raised rates, <laughs> right? So you can't do both. And the, the what I mean by that is that the reason that the, the Fed wants a strong dollar, because it's the world's reserve currency, more purchasing power. If the world loses faith in the dollar is holding a store of value, then they'll cut it loose. Well, they can't keep the strong dollar and, and rates high and also save the economy because the economy needs its hit of free money. It needs free capital fiat currency injected into it because it doesn't run off profit or production anymore. It runs off consumption and debt. So that's where we are. They can't do both. And, and this moment is, I think, when people, this is kind of a calm before the next series of storms. So this is my warning. Uh, I did a show yesterday on it. Just be careful. Stay frosty because the world's about to change. <laughs> I want, I want to ask you a couple of questions on that. Don, I'm going to come to you in a second. Little John in the chat, what's up? And what is it? Anarchy. Andrew, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Uh, the Knights of the Storm are here. The beautiful Rhonda Tate is there. What's going on? Uh, Colin Wysong, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, Little John, I saw him, a Syrian girl. I'm trying to get to you now just in case I don't shout you out later. You know, so I'll, I, want to, I want to hit that up. Now, um, when, when it comes to, to the BRICS nations, right, I, I, I also read that they have their own central bank of sorts, or the, the new development bank or the development bank, I think it's called. Um, and they have 
they've stopped giving Russia, well, new loans uh, for because of, of the Ukrainian conflict. I thought that was kind of interesting, be it that this is their their bank that they put together collectively. Do you know anything about that? Why would they why would they do that? Well, the BRICS nations are actually democratic. Um, you know, they rotate. So you talked about this is what I was pointing to you earlier. You're talking about China being the main dominating economic force in the BRICS nations. That is true. Yeah. But they actually rotate their leadership. I learned this. Right. I don't know how long the term is, but it has. They have autonomy every year. Every, every year. OK, well, you, that's great. You know this. And uh, I, I didn't know when it was. But but you see, it's in South Africa now and it's rotating. And the, the, that I think that's what gives them. uh an advantage over us where we just have like one centralized thing. Uh, and we've been doing that since the end of world war II. Um, but no, they're, they're much more democratic. They're, they're, um, decompartmentalized that way. I think that's good. Um, and I, th they're more nimble and that's where we're going to, we're going to get caught flat footed with the U S dollar. We've, we've again, printed historically, this has never happened before. If you look at the amount of debt, I, I need to pull this chart. I said this yesterday. I should have pulled it up. Uh, if anybody has time, go and look at the the amount of global debt from the time of Christ to now. And it's interesting because you'll see the graph just kind of goes along. You'll see the Industrial Revolution and then, you know, all the rest and building up economies. And you get to the last 50 years and it goes whoop. Mm. And I, so we're talking about 2000 plus years of global debt kind of being, you know, and then a, a little bit of bumps here and there through the modern economy and, and the industrial revolution. But in the last 50 years, because of this, we've built a bomb that people don't recognize. And that is <clears throat> a decoupling of value from your currency and in, and in creating currency only, not money, because there's a difference between currency and money. Money has intrinsic value. Currency is, a, is, a, is like a current. And if you take the value away from the currency, then it becomes nothing. It's not real. And uh, that's where we've, they just continued to create it. And that's the, called the modern monetary theory is that everything happens. You just print more. Well, we've reached um, a tipping point and the BRICS, no, BRICS nations know this. They're tired of us. They're tired of our, I mean, if you, you look at the face of Janet Yellen, that's the best we can do. <laughs> I mean, a, a Grandpa Munster impersonator, who's yeah. clearly a globalist shill, has no love for the. I mean, I mean, she's like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, this lady is is like a is supposed to be my financial better. I I, I don't buy it, and so I we just we look we look decrepit. It it reminds me, and I'll close with this. It reminds me of something that Pat Buchanan said about uh, when he was at Reykjavik at the end of the Cold War, and Reagan was pushing for Star Wars and SDI. And uh, Gorbachev uh, clearly pushing back. But he said when the Soviets came into the room to negotiate, he said they looked old and gray mm. and their bones creaked. They were old Bolsheviks. He said they just <laughs> looked broken. Right. And it kind of reminds me of where we are now. Like you look at Joe Biden, you look at Janet Yellen, you look at the leadership in Congress, you look at the, our, our supposed betters and all, you know, this wonderful ruling class. They just look broken. They, and but, we, but we got we got um. Um, Mayor Butt Cheeks, he's he's young. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his little vest on. He's gonna show up just like Dad did. I mean, it's, it's so funny to watch the. I mean, but that's the best they can do is they give us a. I mean, I mean, Pete, Pete Buttigieg, Pothole Pete is like the most cardboard cutout intelligence community production I've ever seen in my life. Like they've been all the pictures of him in his uniform with like four different patches of things. I don't even know what he, what he was in the military 
and I was in the military, so I don't even know what he did. But yeah, it's it, that's the best they can do is they can throw us pothole Pete. Well, uh, Harps is in the chat. I want to say what's up to Harps, uh, Chris Graves. There's somebody new too. I think it was Tony. Uh, not new, but first time live, and that's dope. T tune in live. We love it when you do that. Tony Steed, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Um, all right. Don, what's up? What are you thinking about all this? Literally, the new world order of the, of the ages is, is being painted in front of us right now, right? The, the decline of the American dollar, the decline, the decline yeah. of the empire, right? And and uh, now we're seeing our new leaders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're seeing who they are. They're, they're telling us, you know, and, and, and it's really happening. It's the real deal. The door behind us has shut. What's up? Yeah. Well, you know, this is, again, what uh, I, I go back a long ways. And, you know, they were back in the 80s when I was a faithful reader of the spotlight, you know, before I became a writer for American Free Press, which was what they became after the uh, ADL drove them into bankruptcy. Uh, this is the kind of stuff we talked about all the time that they talked about. I, I, I'm not a, you know, a currency guy like Tony, but I understood that was a refrain of the people that were warning back then, hey, you know, this is where, where the, the dollars, uh, if the dollar loses its position, you know, in the world, which appears to be that's what's happening. And this was one of the great warning signs they, they talked about. And it looks like this is happening. And it kind of goes along with everything we see it happening in the country where, and I don't even understand it, but we'd all talk about the planned demolition of America. They're trying to bring it down. I think this is just a huge part of it. And Tony mentioned Janet Yellen and anybody that, that you know, Janet Yellen looks like every um, absurd principle of a school that should retire or whatever and you go in and trying to talk to her about something happened to your kid and she just she has that you know absurd <laughs> clueless look you know she's in over her head but to, to the idea that she's some kind of an expert on monetary policy i mean this is this is absolutely ridiculous again what i say all the time you can get the average group of preschoolers and put them in there and they do a better job these people are so and that's why i think the way the conspiracy works what you're seeing is the end result of the incompetence factor. And you see it in our lots of our, most of our politicians. Uh, you, you see it certainly in, in the cities, the, 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 the former mayor, Lori Lightfoot and people like that, uh, that, are, that are running things at that level that people didn't comprehend before. So this, and I don't know, I think personally that they were put in position on those positions on purpose because they were trying to bring this down. I still don't really understand why they're trying to bring it other than to, to incorporate us into the world government they've always wanted. And people, you know, we used to talk about it, you know, <laughs> we used to warn people, you think you you can't call your local um, state representative now and talk to him. What are you going to do with your world representative? God knows where your world representative will be. You know, maybe you're my, my representative in Kiev, you know, and <laughs> Zelensky's nephew. <laughs> Let's try to get him on the phone. Uh, you know, it's, it's not going to... It's going to be an even worse form of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, representation than we have now. And that's saying something. But this is, we are seeing it all come to pass. Everything that, that people like me, I was talking about this stuff from the late 70s on. Once I, once I read None Dare Call a Conspiracy mm. by Gary Allen, this is the stuff they were talking about. It took a little longer, I think, for them to get there. I think the reason why the economy didn't collapse, I don't think they maybe foresaw the, the internet. You know, the Internet came from the Pentagon, ironically, and uh, you had the dot-com boom. And I think that's what helped um, kept America artificially afloat for 15 years or so. Uh, we used to talk about the, the upward spike that at least you, it has to collapse. You can't, you can't have an economy built like ours is on absolutely, you know, monopoly money, counterfeit money. 
when 90% of every loan and now 100% of every loan that goes into circulation is, is not there in any tangible, I'm not even talking about gold or silver. It's just not even on the books. It's just, okay, I'm going to just, you know, Tony needs $100. I don't have a dime to my name now, but sure. <laughs> Let me write you a check for $100 and then I'm going to charge you interest on that, on the money I don't have. Just think of, that's our entire circulation. People talk about bringing, you can't call the loans in. Where's the money? I mean, there, there's not enough money there. So no wonder they have to keep printing out money. It's, it's a recipe for disaster. It's really amazing it took this long, to be honest with you. They're propping it up. They're still keeping the stock market. And, you know, I still have money there. And I, you know, I don't, I've gotten a lot, most of it out. But I mean, I, I still look at that. And it's like, you know, how long can they keep this injected? Before everything crashes, I look at the real estate market and I worry to death. I've talked about this on the show before. People like me, there's so many of us that have uh, a, a, most of our net worth, mm. hundreds of thousands of dollars or more are in this artificial value right. of our homes because it's all based on equity. It's based on market. It's not tangible. I don't have a fund somewhere that says my house is worth, you know, $800,000, $900,000. I don't have that. But if the market values that, then I can say, okay, cool. So I, I know what I got here. But if, you know, they decide to bust it down and suddenly it's worth $200,000, right. I've lost a huge chunk of my net worth. And that you're talking about most of the people. And, and that's the people that are at that next level that at least own property. Right. And I'm talking about the people that are, that are forced to pay $2,000 rent for a one bedroom apartment or that kind of nonsense. You know, there too, there you go. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, just the fact that, so this is, that's a, and that's something we don't talk about much. We don't talk about the housing. And, and of course, then you have the people that don't even have housing right. that are crapping in the streets that are everywhere in the tents. So America doesn't, hasn't looked for a long time, like the country that the world goes to that we want to say, Oh, that dollar that's, you know, that's, that's what we need the dollar. I mean, it looks like this banana Republic that we are. So now, the crap on the streets is not being cleaned up. The tents, uh, you know, the, the rising cancer rates, the uh, the absurd educational system, which is, you know, and people, again, if they if they could think, is there a cause and effect here? How many trillions have you spent for the medical industrial complex and your life expectancy rates are going down? Cancer rates are going up. American Cancer Society, all this. I mean, they should be ashamed of themselves. What have they done? Nothing. You failed miserably. It's the exact same thing with the school system. How much money are we pumped into the education system? And you have more and more functional illiterates. The cities are turning. I wrote an article about that for American Free Press last month where you had uh, counties where uh, they basically had no functional uh, graduates of high school in math. Or, I mean, that's so they failed miserably. And so, but, but people keep demanding that crazy woke left demands more money for that. And that's, all plays into what we're saying. So this is just the culmination of, you know, a half century or more of just disastrous ideas, awful Janet Yellen types of people in charge of things they can't remotely understand. And that's where you are. And uh, so unfortunately, you know, we, we need somebody like Tony Arterburn as, uh, you know, the secretary of treasury or something. Maybe we could come up with a financial system, but uh, <laughs> we're not getting that, I don't think. <laughs> hey. Uh, let, let, let's speak. Let's speak positively towards that. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> one day we'll get Tony in there. Yeah. And that inevitably means jobs for you and me. We're going to do something <laughs> influential. Which is Absolutely. Tony. That's right. what I'm looking for. I'm going so. for you know, Tom Cooper wants Tom 
uh, Tony for president. Yeah, I, I figure I'd hopefully I'd get unless he turns into Trump or something that doesn't name any of his friends. <laughs> so he would, but I'll be here on be. America Unplugged. This yeah. Tony Arterburn, what that? What the hell is going on? The problem with that theory is if I was a, a Treasury Secretary, gentlemen, I'd have to sign the notes, and I would never put my pen on a Federal <laughs> Reserve note and put my signature over it. So we'd have to change the currents. We'd have to go back to. Uh, to the constitution for me to be able to do that. So to, wow. serve, to serve, I'd have to only serve under the constitution. We, we'd have the time for it. I actually like what guard Goldsmith says. What's up guard. I know you're listening. What's up, buddy. How you doing? And he's like, you know, I'm an honor. I'm an anarchist, right? I, I never signed that document. So it doesn't pertain to me. I love that. Yeah. I, I had never looked at it that way until he said it. And I'm like, yeah, I am so with that. You know? So what's up, guard? How you doing? Anyway, if it's up, um, to, guard, if it's up to guard, all government buildings would, would be museums. So you'd go in like, this is how we used to do things. <laughs> we had state tyranny and now we're free. Look at, look at all these weird things that we used to do. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, so uh, transitioning, speaking of, of uh, pieces of crap on the street. Um, Donald Trump is um, didn't uh, get arrested this week. Uh, I'm I'm throwing it to you, Don. What do you What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> like, I mean, this all came out of his mouth. He was the one that said it was going to happen, and uh, and it didn't happen. First thing that comes out of his mouth that's a lie. But uh, regardless of that, um, now he's losing his mind on on social media. <laughs> yeah, he is. I, I don't know. I, I live here in New York. I, I was telling the boys, man, that I, I passed by Trump Tower three times this week. Um, nothing was going on out there. There was a couple of supporters, one or two, th one or two people, maybe uh, a ton of cops. And that's it. That's it. Like, um, but he asked people to go take, take to the streets. He said that there would be a lot of death and mayhem if he was yes. indicted. He said a ton of stuff. Like, yes. I had done and then we'll throw it to Tony. Yeah, no, I, I said from the beginning and I just wrote about it, you know, the, uh, the fall of the house of Trumpenstein on, uh, on Substack and, uh, you know, the whole thing from the very beginning, again, he showed why this guy is an actor because he, he comes out and suddenly, and who announces, oh, I expect to be arrested, arrested next Tuesday. Wait, what? And he's, he's going to travel to another state. This is the most egotistical guy the world's ever seen, right? This is the, the last guy that would humble himself, right? And so he's going to go from Florida where he's protected. He's got Governor DeSantis, a Republican guy who he keeps feuding with for unknown reasons. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned, the Jim Garrison investigation, you had governors all over the country, including Ronald Reagan and John Connolly, who was shot during the Kennedy assassination, who uh, denied extradition orders for witnesses for him. So there's a precedent for that. So DeSantis, especially for something as ridiculous as this appears to be. But instead, he says, well, I'm going to go up there. So why would you do that? And I don't, I don't know. I guess he never went. I, I I, it, the whole thing made no sense. And people were waiting with bated breath. What's going to, and he's telling people protest, protest, protest. That's what he said at first, which wasn't really necessarily advocating violence, but um, then nothing happened. And then we start hearing that the, uh, the, the guy Bragg, who uh, idea again, is, is, is this is the guy who's busted a bunch of um, he's made his uh, mark there by busting a bunch of felonies down to misdemeanors, including rape. It was a guy that would that raped somebody served 30 days for rape and then went out and raped more women, shockingly enough. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, 30 day sentence for rape, you're going to have a lot more rapists probably. And that's what you're going to get. And 
So the idea that he's going to uh, take this ridiculous Stormy Daniels thing, which I think the entire thing, I, I don't know if any of it's made up, if any of it's real, but he's going to take that and make that a felony from misdemeanor. So the idea that the same guy would do that, but then nothing happens. And then we start hearing that uh, this guy Bragg is, he doesn't, uh, he can't convince his own grand jury. And Fox News is saying, well, he has to get 12 of the 23 people. And it doesn't look like he's going to do it. And maybe he'll be charged with prosecutorial misconduct. Now we know what the track record is for Trump's enemies ever being punished for anything. We hear from Fox News and that, you know, oh, this guy's going to get in trouble and nothing ever happens to the other side. I mean, really nothing's happening to Trump either. But the idea that the guy attempting to prosecute Trump is going to be punished. I mean, I, you know, Fox News can live with that for a few weeks or whatever and fantasize about it. But that's that's has almost as little chance of happening as uh, Hillary Clinton in an orange jumpsuit, which we've all wanted to see for so long. But uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen here now. But I, I do know that Trump appears to be going off the, uh, the deep end. And now he's actually saying, you know, why should, you know, why it, the country's collapsing and, and, and they want us to remain peaceful, which has, there, there's a point in there somewhere, I think, that maybe to the public at large, you got to think about it. Like, you, you're really, we shouldn't be patient. Let's put it that way. The country is collapsing. Look to France. Millions of people in the streets over there because they raised their retirement age to 64. You can't get Americans inspired about anything. Everything about this country is collapsing we should have been in the streets a long time ago, but I think everybody is because of what happened at January 6th and those people are still in prison. I think people that might go out in the streets are scared to do it. And understandably so I'm not out there. I'm not going to, unless I see millions out there, then I'll jump in and I'll even talk. If there are millions, out, if they want me to talk, I talk. Oh. But if you don't have millions, I'm, I'm no, I'll stay home and watch it on TV. I don't want to be another political prisoner, man, but it's uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is Trumpenstein. This is why I call him an actor. It's nothing but nonstop drama. I still don't. It's like the 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 the, the twist and it's like a soap opera. You can't figure out which way it's going to go. It looked for a while like it was the end of the Trumpenstein project, but then it's now he's going back and forth with with DeSantis, and they tried to divide the MAGA vote so that you know. Biden or whoever they replace Biden with can ease and Michelle Obama, who I still think is the favorite if she wants to run. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're they're planning to do. But he's he's at the center of it and he's not acting as always. He's not acting like somebody who's sincere. Maybe this really is him and maybe he has actually gone crazy. So he's lost his reason. But I, I think this is all part of the act. But uh, it, it long ago, I think, ceased to be entertaining. Right. I, I, I agree with you. Life and liberty in the chat. What's going on? The number six is here. What's up, six? How you doing? Yeah, I, I sympathize about the gym. Um, who else? Patrick S. Kevin H. What's going on? How you guys doing? Tony, I'm throwing it to you. Um, I, I, I think Don said it very well. I don't know what you have to add to that. Um, go ahead. Well, when I look at this story, and I've been uh, obviously the the saga of the Trumpenstein project, as Don would put it, uh, I have to ask myself as of late, what part of the psyop am I in? You know, when I look at this, uh, you know, what, what I, what's real in this? You know, is 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 the Trump arrest real? Obviously, that's not real. Uh, that's not that's a big hype about it. And then they had the AI on Drudge with uh, him running away from the place. Just, just the, the spectacle of that and people clicking on it and sharing and look. Um, no, the, the, the main takeaway, I think, from all of this is something that DeSantis brought up. 
when he was questioned about this, when he's trying to tell people about the central bank digital currency that he's doing. And I'm not a DeSantis fan, but he is. And we, we're talking off air. I mean, he's one of the people that very few uh, that's actually doing anything or talking about the power structure or the things that matter. So he, he, he gets close to the truth sometimes or even, you know, adjacent to it. Uh, so at least he's talking about that, but they all they wanted to know about Trump, but he said something really interesting in that um, press conference. And he talked about the Soros funded DAs. And that's what, that's probably the big takeaway here. The real, the, the real, the truth in all of this is that, um, and if you could take away anything, it's that the, the richest people in the world fund Marxism. They have since the beginning of the, the modern financial era and what we perceive as reality. That is what you need to realize. It's so tr what the Trump thing and whether what level of the of of <laughs> of sincere he's on. I don't believe anything he says. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's re I don't think he's for real. Um, you know, you go back to 2020 and I remember doing my shows and just pounding on this desk, wondering why that the the Marxists were being able and the Antifa were being able to to have to be flown across the country in coordination, which takes like massive funding. And uh, the, the the mysterious pallets of bricks that were dropped off and you just see yeah. things up in flames, you know, and then, of course, you fast forward to January 6th. And that's, a, you know, that's the worst thing that they only they only focus on the uh, the final reaction that they got from from the so-called right at the end of the LARP. Um, but no, we have real world consequences for all that. And uh, there's something when he talks about going to the streets, I'm thinking, well, are you going to uh, you going to abandon the people that, uh, that that go to the streets for you today like you abandoned the people on J6? Are we yeah. doing this again? Um, so I don't fall for it. I, I love the, my my favorite meme of the week was the one where the FBI agents typing. It was like, "It's time for all patriots to take to the streets and let our voice be heard." And it's got the FBI jacket. You know, I was thinking that's that's where we are. But the, but the but the real the underlying issue and what what people need to start because this was blocked on Fox News. They cut Newt Gingrich off because yes. he mentioned yeah. this. Now again, I'm not. I'm not a sycophant or anything for the right or for the so-called right of the Republican Party, but Gingrich was right about this. He said this, these DAs are, are funded by Soros. Nobody wants to talk about where funding comes from. They only want to talk about the game. The game is the people like the left-right paradigm, and that's what we're trying to expose. Look where the funding comes from, folks. That's what the game is. That's who you should be opposed to. There's a reason why Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers in the temple. Those are the people that fund the worst parts of society. Also, I just want to I just want to say, like, I mean, I, I really want to get to the bottom of that and, and source exactly if uh, if uh, what, what the extent of George Soros involvement was in this. Right. We have a, a company that was backed that is backed by George Soros that gave money to this guy, Alvin Brett. Right. Like a million, I think, is what's being reported. Right. And then you see something on the other end of the spectrum saying that that's not the case, that it's something else altogether. Uh but uh, regardless, I, I want people to understand that if George Soros is giving money to attack Donald Trump, that's the elite fighting the elite. It has nothing to do with us. They're fighting each other for power. We are the spectators. We are the people that carry the water for both of them. They make us do it. You know, um, and that's what I want to get out of this, right? If we keep pointing fingers and like, oh, look at what George Soros is doing to Donald Trump. Screw him. Screw George Soros. Screw John Donald Trump. Screw both of them. Neither of them have our best interest at heart. Neither of them. Right. So why should we care if they're fighting each other? Let's point it out. Let's talk about it. Right. And I, I definitely want to want to uh, go down that hole and, and, and maybe I'll do a little bit of research and see how factual 
this is because that that term is thrown around and here in the alternative media we'll just pick it up soros okay let's go with it even though there are mainstream publications that that are saying this the daily mail reported it i think fox <laughs> if you want to say that Fox is a, is a, is a legitimate news company, well, well, they're reporting it. But well, go ahead. You know, Tony made a point that you know, one of the few times Newt Gingrich has spoke up about anything, he did try to mention George Soros, and they shut it. Why would you not want his name mentioned? It's a, Soros is the whipping boy of the right, and I defended him once. Not defended him, but uh, Alex Jones goes back to it's they. You have to be accurate in things. George Soros is not old enough to have been some kind of important Nazi. He was, a, he was a kid, basically. And Alex Jones and many others said, you know, he helped Nazis. No, he was a right. kid. Yeah. He probably was scared and he went along like a, a Arnold Schwarzenegger's dad did. I mean, most of the Germans did. They were part of the, they thought they were supporting their country. You know, so that's ridiculous to try to burn. So that's, that's ridiculous. But Soros is, uh, I don't think Soros is out to get Trump because I think Trump is Trumpenstein and he's part of the production. You know, this is theatrical, but he has financed these the the worst DAs in the world, the guy in California, the Garcetti, or whoever, it is, and all all over the country, who are doing things like uh, what this guy uh, Bragg did in terms of uh, busting felonies down to misdemeanors, letting uh, violent crimes go barely punished, and politicizing the courts to go after people for their beliefs. So you have in many areas of the world, shoplifting is basically legal now. Which I, if I was a young guy going out there still, I, why would anybody, uh, you know, I, I would, why, you know, if I need a DVD or a, or a CD or something or play, why, why would I ever pay for it? An I mean, I, yeah, anything. Yeah, back in the day. So, of course, I, I need a new stereo system. Keep it under $1,000. I can do that. Cool. You know, I, I, I can do that. I'll still only up to nine. But, I mean, when you send those kind of messages out and then you have something like, you know, Trump's dumbass with his yeah. ridiculous, probably fake Stormy Daniels nonsense, you know, because, you know, there's a whole there's a whole subset of people out there that I don't know if you guys know about this, but that in the conspiracy world that believe almost every woman in public life is actually a man. So so, so Stormy Daniels is one of the biggest. She's man. a tranny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, there's a whole Stormy I, Daniels is not a man. Yeah. Stormy oh, I don't, Daniels I don't was, think so. was I don't hotter think so. than the hinges in hell back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I, I, but there, there, there are people that believe all this stuff, and it's a lot of it is fake, of course. Right. But um, it's you know, this is all distraction because whatever happens to Trump, it's the only thing that matters. If they really did punish him severely, that would be kind of a symbolic message, right? That they're punishing what his his rhetoric that he never lived up to. So you, if you really do try to put America first, and you really do try to end the wars and and uh, close the border and all that, which of course none of which he did. But if you do try to do that, because people that still support him think he actually did that stuff. I still get in arguments with people over this. Yeah. I said, what do you, you know, he was the president when COVID-19 hit this thing that I'll be talking about in my upcoming book. Somebody, I think it was Harps asked why I don't have more books. I got three coming out this year, brother. So Dang. I'll probably be happy with it. So <laughs> that'll be coming soon. And uh, I'll show, you know, how Trump was, he was at the center of it. He was the president when it happened. And he, Mr. Immigration, right? I mean, if he was he if he was sincere about shutting the border, he had a golden opportunity handed to him. Here we have a deadly plague. I mean, the first thing he said, you know, wait, we've got to, I know you, I know people don't like it. We've got to close the border, right? Because that's what any sensible person would do. You can't let people in or out if you don't know what's going on. He never did it. And so, you know, people, please, just Trumpenstein is what he is, but I still end up looking like I'm defending when I'm not. I'm defending his original rhetoric. 
because it was really good. He just never a lot of it. And that's what is symbolically why they continue to bash Trump, because they're bashing anybody that might really do that, that might actually come up in populism and say, you know, we got troops in 150 countries around the world. It doesn't make any sense. You know, why are we paying uh, Ukraine uh, $200 billion or whatever it is we're paying? And we've got people crapping in the streets here. We got people that can't afford anything, people that can't afford their rent. Uh, there, there's a lot of strain. And that's what a lot of the uh, the Republican rhetoric sometimes is. And if it was that all the time, then they'd be do better. But it, this is this is just all a show. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent points, man. What's up, Tom? I'll, I'll close with this in, in relation to the Soros funded DAs and, and other things that are funded by um, things like ESG, environmental social governance. Uh, there is only really one effective side that's funded here. And we talk about the right, but can you do the inverse of this situation and see like a rogue DA from somewhere trying to put some other um, politician from the left on trial or do anything of that mm -hmm. nature or investigate? It doesn't happen. The reason it doesn't happen is all of that. The right is funded into AstroTurf. It only leads to more rallies and more fundraising into endless oblivion. It doesn't lead to anything. Whereas the left is actually really destructive. This DA is letting out, like Don says, like downgrading felonies to misdemeanors, even including rape and all these other things <laughs> that people are like. So look at the the, the stores in, in California, just people walking in and just raiding them and, and teams and packs. And they're closing down Walgreens and CVS and all these other places and Target. And there's so there's only one really effective side to it. But I do I do agree with you. Both sides are funded, but the right or the so-called right is only funded into AstroTurf. It's only funded into Nerf LARPing. It's not funded into any actual activism. Well, I would say it's it, there is uh, there was some activism that uh, the Koch brothers were funding uh, during the lockdowns in it, it came out of Florida and in, in Detroit. They funded that uh, for uh, to stand outside of the capitals with a ton of guns. They probably funded it to, you know, to mix things up. Right. And like you said, it's 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 astroturfed. Right. And it, it goes nowhere. But what what the right does do uh, very well is is uh, the things like think tanks like the Heritage Foundation and, and the Council on National Policy, yeah. which uh, if, if you look at the Heritage Foundation, all of the three um, Supreme Court justices that Donald Trump got in there have have links to these people, you know, so that that's how they they get their their stuff across so it's it's, it's both you know I, I and i know you said that Tom. i yeah. know I, I know you said that so excellent points all around uh really 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 um do I, I i don't care if donald trump gets locked i would love to see it but but for this no he i don't think this is anything this is nonsense and it's it's only going to serve it's counterproductive here in new york if you're going to do something go get him in georgia he actually did stuff there so <laughs> let's see what happens with that all right Let's talk about a couple of things, man. I, I want to get these things out of the way since, since they are the title of the show. We don't have a lot of time left. But, but uh, the FDA approves lab-grown uh, good meat. So good meat is the name of the company that they approved. So good meat chicken uh, products as safe to eat in the U.S., right? This is the second one that they've done, um, the second company that they've approved. So we have, you know... Um, Fake meat in circulation for you to eat. I told the boys before we started, Soylent Green is people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're doing now. Fake food, like Tony put it so eloquently. You know, I mean, he's always quoting somebody. This time it was him. You know, fake food, fake politicians, fake whatever. Like the whole thing he did in the beginning of this. Like, this is what we're dealing with. Fake food, ladies and gents, no good. Um, I don't think we have to really flesh that out for you guys to know that. We're preaching to, preaching to the choir here. But maybe there's somebody that hears this that's like, Oh man, I'm all into fake food. 
and uh, <laughs> it's good for you. you know? Um, so th this is a thing uh, now, and uh, I think eventually it'll replace actual food. It's gonna take some time, but I think that's where they're going with this. Tell me if I'm crazy, Tom. I don't think you're crazy, but I, this story does uh, solve a problem for me. I've often asked, what's the safest place in America? And, and uh, I, lately I've been thinking it's the cricket protein factories because those are never going to catch on fire <laughs> and they're never going to get bombed. So the, new, the newest, safest place that you could possibly in that no planes are going to fly into and no fires are going to bust out in and, and no one's going to sabotage at all are going to be the factories for fake meat. I think a lot of this is kind of like um, the argument for electric cars. And it comes from good intentions, the electric car. But if you actually dig into it and look at it and the environmental damage is done to make these stupid batteries and all the things <laughs> you feel so superior because you drive a Tesla. Go look at the blue children in Africa and the Congo the, 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 to dig up the cobalt. I was looking at a, a video this morning and, uh, you know, they just it's awful. The mining conditions are ripping giant holes in the earth, tearing all this stuff out to, so you can be green. Right. Well, that argument against the car, it's same thing. We don't we don't have the grid to support it. You know, they asked Pothole Pete, uh, you know, what are you going to do uh, for these electric? You keep telling people get electric cars, but that's like plugging in 25 new refrigerators in each home. You, you do, haven't done anything for the grid. And it's just, you know, blank stares. The reason is, is because the electric car is not meant to replace the combustion engine and get you to going where you need to go. It's meant to replace the combustion engine and you not drive anywhere. That's what it's for. Going green is just like basically they're just going nowhere. And that's the same thing with the with the fake, in my opinion, with the fake meat. It's to start like integrating in the, the new fake. And then somewhere along the way, the government will control or these ESG companies will control the supply of food. I mean, that's why Bill Gates buys up all the farmland. Right. I mean, it's who controls the food is is in charge. I don't, I mean, that's just, we, we used to have a free economy or somewhat free, free market and we get things to market and we just be the lockdowns and the constriction of the supply chain. And now we have this new global order of things. And that's why people need, really need to be nimble because things are going to be resourced from all over the place. So my opinion is that fake meat will not be the reality. I think it's just a lure to get you to, to abandon, you know, it's, it's like a, anybody ever heard the argument for putting cork it, actual real cork in a wine bottle and it's uh my wife melissa brought this up to me she was like you know you you buy corked bottles because it supports having cork trees and the cork trees is preserving the cork trees you're not getting rid of cork trees you're getting more cork trees by supporting that instead of the synthetic one and i thought well, that's a great argument because it cre creates more you know opportunity for people to plant those cork trees in, in south america so it's the same thing with meat uh, just they want you to deviate from your plan and then it's not going to be like this same quality stuff. I mean, people right now are learning organic farming and how to raise things. And, and oh. it's, it's a new it's a new phenomenon. This is this wasn't happening 10 years ago. It wasn't happening five years ago. It's happening now. And uh, they want you. They were trying to get away from uh, us having our regular supply chains and our regular diet and put us on this uh, Klaus Schwabian dystopic nightmare paste. Uh, big shouts to uh, Vince Agnelli. What's up, sir? Uh, Don, I'm coming up there soon, man. We're going to have, I'm going to invite Tony to come up too. You know, we'll, we'll all sit down and have some fake chicken together. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Well, you know, fake, why not have fake food? Everything else in our society is fake. And, you know, they got rid of, uh, they got rid of Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben uh, for no good reason at all. Two great black icons that uh, for some reason were uh, thrown down the memory hole inexplicably. <laughs> 
and a great food, you know, associated with them. Lots of them have great members of, memories of Aunt Jemima's pancakes and pancake syrup, certainly Uncle Ben's rice. But apparently it's racist now. But so I think it's perfect, the, the perfect poster uh, thing, because we can't call a boy or girl anymore, for the fake meat would be Bill Gates. And you could yeah. put him on there and you could have call him something like non-binary Gates or something, because you couldn't call him uncle or, or aunt or something. Uncle but uh, he'd be perfect because he's been he's been pushing GMO products and fake food for a long time. So. Again, this is the culmination of what they want. They don't want us to be able to enjoy anything. First, we had the vegetarians and, and a lot of them well-meaning and a lot of them had some points that, you know, tried to stop us from eating hamburgers and steaks and, you know, things we've enjoyed uh, forever that uh, really improve the quality of life. Now, food is a is a big deal to everyone. You know, I mean, I, I don't you're, you're going to have to scour the earth to meet somebody that's against food. You know, I mean, everybody loves food, you know, and, and most people love, you know, certain types and the best food, the good food. And so this, again, I think it's just a part of diminishing the quality of life and making, lowering our standards. And uh, maybe we won't get to the point where the Jetsons, you know, had a little pill that, ate, you know, they th eat that instead of their dinner. Although Trump is trying to bring back the flying, uh, uh, the flying cars, you know, he's the first man, again, he's the first man to talk about that. I was a little, I was a little kid and I said, I want these flying bubble cars that Jetsons have. And Trump apparently is going to, he's made this promise, Billy Ray. So, you know, he's, he keeps his promises. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see the flying cars. Don't worry about that. But uh, no, I, I don't, I don't know what this, it's, it's just, again, it's all, it's everything is going towards one direction and it just seems like we can't stop it. You know, there's, there's no, but there's no sane people saying, you know, this is why, is there a demand out there for fake food? Who's who? Who in the public? If you had a poll, uh, would you you know? Would you like to see fake meat? Ninety nine percent of the people would say no. I don't want fake meat. What do you What do you mean? But again, it's coming. Just like you know, the banker bailout was the same kind of thing. You know, ninety some percent of people. No, we can't bail them out. They got bailed out. So it's probably coming. So I don't know. Maybe store up. The problem is you can't store meat for that long. I guess get a deep freezer and uh, keep what you can. And I guess. Uh, cool. Go ahead and kill your own food while you can, although they'll probably make that illegal. Maybe they have fake deer and stuff running around so that you can uh, still shoot them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Charlie Robinson had a, had a guy on his show, uh, Dennis O'Connor, I think it was, talking about the placebo effect. It was fantastic. Um, reached out to the guy. Um, actually, I, he's just sent me an email. I got I to gotta email him back. <clears throat> I'm going to have him on a fringe. We're going to talk about. Uh, uh, a lot of the things that Charlie spoke about, but we're going to talk about a little bit deeper because if, if there is a placebo effect, something's up, right? Um, if, if we can heal ourselves, um, then something's up that, that uh, we're not acknowledging, right? So that's what I want to talk about. But uh, he said something that was really interesting to me. So, so many obvious things and you, and you trip over them, you know, and you pick yourself up and you keep on going. That's, that's how we do here in life for some reason. But um. He said something, he goes, everybody's toxic. Like there's toxicity in everybody. He's like, even the healthiest person is toxic because they get their food from the supermarket, right? And they get, they get their, their vegetables, even they're, they're a vegetarian, they get it from the supermarket and it has so much Roundup or whatever the hell in it, right? And that goes into your system. And if you eat you know, meat, even the cleanest meat that you get in the supermarket, it's going to have some type of toxicity, right? And it goes into your system. So that's why people are incredibly toxic. Even the healthiest of us are toxic. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense, right? So what do we do? It's incredibly difficult. I think we, we have to go back to 
something very local, right? And, and and to see if we trust the people that are, if the more control we have over our food, the better it is, right? So we can grow our own stuff, you know, but, but if we want meat, we need to find a farmer that we, you know, have some type of connection with and that we can, we can, you know, assume that, or, or not even assume, we need to, we need to prove that, that they're giving us the cleanest possible meat. Otherwise we will always be sick. And this is what, there's an increase in cancer because of it. I think, I think it's all uh, the artificial world that we live in. Everything we're making, it, it makes this stuff worse. And we don't acknowledge it. At least science doesn't acknowledge it, mainstream science. And somebody said I was stuffed up. That's a, that's a good, good, uh, good observation, good ear. I don't, I don't know who said it in the chat, but I totally am. So, uh, but I'm, I'm getting better. I'm not getting worse. So um, I was really stuffed up not too long ago. Um, regardless of that, that, that's what we need to do. Um, in, in order to, to be able to uh, get healthier. It's, it's amazing. We, we're, we're moving on. Like te technology is so amazing, right? And, and we look like we're making these huge jumps, but we're getting sicker and sicker in the, pro in the process. And nobody wants to acknowledge that. I, I, don't, I mean, I know we do, but I'm talking about the mainstream for some reason. They, they're not correlating um, what's going on with the artificial that we're living in. All right, Tony, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I think it's great points all around. Um, strive to be authentic. And I think there's a big portion of, of humanity right now, just regardless of country, that's trying to get to authentic and what's real. We're exposed to so much fake through entertainment, uh, through the news, uh, through currency, through the markets. I mean, there's so much to get to unpack there, but um, I think this, the trend is decentralization. If you look at history, humanity's decentralizing it's the controllers who want to centralize it's the controllers who want to push this stuff on like you said if you take a poll wh why is there cricket factories and stuff i mean we don't need them but we're making them we're going to use this cricket <coughs> why, why is there fake meat fat who, who's really pushing that agenda well it comes from the top down right these are like uh it's kind of like the tavistock you're like there's your music and here's your food you know, and it's, yeah. here's, mm -hmm. here's what you should like now here's a celebrity you think is attractive i mean they just push this in front of you and, uh, you know, it's kind of like Fight Club. You know, we 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 strive and kill ourselves to buy things that we don't need. Right. That we did not useful. And that's that's our identity. And um, so I, I think this is there's a coming, I think, trend. And uh, if I'm forecasting that, that it's going to throw off things like fake meat and and uh, fake everything. I mean, it's just trending towards real. I hope I, I hope so. I love it. Don, closing thoughts. And then we're getting up out of here. What's up, Angus Mustang? What's going on, buddy? Well, I'm looking at lots of uh, comments in the uh, in, in the YouTube. Just son of a gun, he says, I wish everybody would stop arguing about the, the origin of something that doesn't exist. Well, don't worry. My book, Masking the Truth, will talk about the origin of COVID-19. And uh, we, we'll show that China, China, China is as dumb as Russia, Russia, Russia. And uh, hopefully you'll you'll be buying that. I'll be have more on that when it comes out. But yeah, this is, uh, we live in a fake society, obviously. And as, you know, as, as I alluded to and Tony did as well, is, the the people and if this is a democracy it's supposed to be that uh, the people are getting what they're asking for right and i don't know that we're, we're the people are not asking for anything we're getting from more speed cameras at, at traffic lights to uh to you know to uh these absurd and they're all homosexual every one of them you know the books in schools that you see all the time between you know teaching how men had to have sex with underage boys it's always that is the public clamoring for that? No, and they're not, and they're certainly not clamoring for fake food or bank bailouts. If you've just seen a couple of selective bank bailouts, but uh, so we're not getting what we want. 
regardless. I mean, even as dumbed down as the public is, and yes, they have become incredibly dumbed down, I still don't think they are actually clamoring for fake food and things like that. Fake food. I, I want it. I want the fake food, ladies and gents. Let's get it on my dinner table ASAP. Uh, son of a gummy says, uh, you said it. I, I wish everybody would stop arguing about the origins of something that did, that doesn't exist. All right. So I'm going to issue you the America Unplugged uh, Congo Ebola River Challenge. Go to the Congo. You're going to have to pay your own way. I'm not going to be able to do that. Go to the Congo. Go to the Ebola River. Stand there for a few days. Let's see what happens. All right, and then you report back to us, all right? And I mean, we are not liable for anything that happens to you, okay? Just, just saying. These things don't exist, though. So go, go ahead and let's let's figure that out. All right, let's get up out of here. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's up, buddy? Tell the people where they can find you. Well, you can find me at the Ebola River very soon. I'm going to take, <laughs> take, 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 the, take the Billy Ray Valentine Ebola <laughs> River <laughs> challenge. <laughs> going to be a new TikTok trend. I'm, I'm going to have to go down there, man. Spider monkey in the Ebola River. I hope I'm going to be okay. I hope I'm not to fly him in to stop the outbreak. Uh, News is my website, and uh, I proudly sponsored this magnificent program that I I'm, I'm humble to be a part of. And that is uh, wolfpack.gold. If you are looking at the markets, looking at the trends, you'd like to figure out how to get some uh, precious metals in your possession every month, guaranteed, go to wolfpack.gold. We have a membership program starts at 50 bucks, goes all the way up to a thousand and uh, lots of cool products are going out this month. And uh, I actually put gold in the $50 level. So go check out wolfpack.gold and uh, you some get to support the show at the same time. Wolfie is here. What's up, buddy? Long time no see. Always good to see you. What's up, buddy? Uh, I hope everything is going well with you. All right. Tony, thank you for all of that. Don Jeffries. What's up, buddy? Uh, my website is donaldjeffries.media. Uh, please follow me and subscribe to me on Substack if you don't already. donaldjeffries.substack.com. It's called I Protest, just like my show. Uh, my books will be coming out soon. I'll be promoting the hell out of masking the truth soon. Uh, still, I've got Sherry Tenpenny who agreed to rate the forward. So very cool about that. Uh, already got a couple people lined up to do the blurbs. So uh, I'm excited about that. We'll see uh, how many. Uh, I don't expect I'll be able to get any libraries to, <laughs> to carry it. And certainly I don't think I'll have any book signings for it. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll do what we can to promote it. So you'll be hearing all about that. And you can still try to follow me at Twitter at Don Jeffries, even though I'm shadow banned there. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have lots of stuff coming up. Awesome. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Check out the infinitefringe.podbeam.com and the Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. We got stuff going on. I just talked to Vince Agnelli. We had a good, we had a good talk. Uh, maybe I'll put it up today, if not tomorrow. Um, but uh, it, it was fun. Uh, shouts to John Nada. We did an episode. I got to put that one up too. Um, I'm working. I'm working. You know, we're getting you new stuff. So uh, go over there and check it out. Give me a five star rating. Do the deal. You know, if you're around New York, look out for me today because I'm gonna be all over the place. I have all, a, a lot of places to go. I'll be in front of Trump Tower real quick. All right. So if if, if you're if you're a, a Trumper guy and 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 you're in front of Trump Tower, look out for Billy the Kid. I'll be there. You know, for about five minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, man, America Unplugged. Saturdays, uh, 12 p.m. and over on Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. Go over to the Rumble channel, man. Go subscribe over there. I think we streamed over there today for the very first time. Beta um, uh, trials of it. So go over there and, and check it out and, and support us there. Of course, AmericaUnplugged.com, AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com, FreeWorld.fm. Go sign up for that, and that's happening soon. All right, guys. We're getting up out of here. Hey, 
Don't burn the place down while I'm gone. While we are gone. I got I to gotta, I gotta get used to saying that for some reason. Tony, play us the hell out of here, man. You got it.